Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I'm so glad that you are with me today, that you have come to study and take a look at angels. You know, they're, they're one of the most astounding creations that God has made. I have seen angels for myself. In the book of Psalm, chapter 91, verse 11, it reads, He, God, will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. We actually are surrounded on earth uh, by an invisible heavenly army that guards us and keeps us and maneuvers us on the path of life and keeps at a distance the evil kingdom with Lucifer in the lead and the demons that come to destroy the Christian's life. You know, it's uh, he's put his angels over all of us. You know, every person was given a guardian angel to keep you and to protect you and to lead you and to guide you. And many people have disregarded that uh, guide, that angel that God has created for them, and they have pushed the angel to the side and ran after the devil in their lifestyles, you know. It's very sad, but angels have been given to humanity to keep, to guard, uh, to protect, to lead um, us along this journey called life. It's very, very important to know, well, what is an angel? You know, it's amazing when I go into the Christian bookstores or different places, you see statues of angels. And um, they don't look anything. I've never seen one that looked like the angels I have seen. You know, at the very beginning of my encounter with Christ in 2001, uh, these two pine-shaped, triangular, uh, dark brass, very beautiful color, like a, a, a blackish brownish brass, uh, they spun in at the speed of lightning before my eyes. And they formed into an angel that stood very erect, two of them, and they spoke very loudly with authority and kindness. The Lord God Almighty has sent us to heal you if you will let him. Well, I sat there stunned as you would. You know, it was just another typical day where I would get up and figure out how I was going to eliminate my physical pain. I had been in uh, three years of physical pain from a domestic violence assault that cracked uh, my cranium and uh, dislocated the, the connection between the vertebrae and the brain, the, the stem there, it was, it was jostled. And from that, uh, severe pain was just a part of my life. And it was a hard life for three years as I had prayed and prayed for God to either heal me or kill me, but take me out of this location called uh, continual everlasting pain. If it, you know, I had like a dagger going through my right eye all the time, pulsating, pulsating, and in my brain, the, all the the, the neurons uh, would just go off in my in my uh, upper region, down my limbs. It was just a, a hellish life. And so, when these two angels appeared, I was overjoyed. I've also seen 
a very tiny angel. She was about three inches, and uh, she was dressed in pink, and she was so pretty. She was a pretty little angel. And as the two angels that arrived began to work on me, uh, up and down they went, cutting me free from the Luciferic kingdom that was able to tie me with cords of iniquity, as Proverbs 5.22 states, because of this sin I was in, they had a legal right to bind me with those cords. And the angels were cutting me free. Uh, that's the first place they started was, uh, can we help you? And I said yes, and the first thing they did after they asked was to set me free from the demonic kingdom and then brought healing and then taught me and then brought understanding and help to live this life. Very interesting. Uh, for any of you out there that have not read my book, Real God, you can find that on www.realaron.org. It's a fascinating a book of my encounter with the Lord. And it goes into great detail, and, and you will understand him after you read it. It's just a dynamic book about our Creator. I've also seen uh, the angels as they stood by the cross that I was swimming to reach when, when Almighty God and the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ were urging me rather uh, aggressively uh, to get to the cross, to get to the cross. Uh, and it was about 3 a.m. in the morning as I was taking a jaunt down the Caloosahatchee River with the heavenly host as they were going to baptize me <laughs> in the river and to set me free at the cross by the blood of Jesus. And uh, I saw these angels standing around the cross when I arrived, and they were waiting for the Son of God, His direction from there as they looked to Him, and they were guarding over me at the cross. It's very interesting. The angels have their faces flint towards Jesus because that like, just like the scripture says, he, Jesus, God, the Holy Ghost, right? The Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Ghost will give his angels charge over us and they watch over us. But anyway, and on my way home from the cross, I was walking, you know, and I couldn't see very well because I, I wear corrective lenses or contacts. Uh, and so I didn't have them in. And uh, to my astonishment, the road was lined for me to go to take with beautiful angels uh, from the Lord. And they just stood at attention and they were in a row to, so that I could find my way back to my cottage. And they were beautifully colored in a brilliant blue, uh, these angels. I have also seen angels that were big and thick, and they look like football players, line, linemen, you know, and jeans and big white T-shirts, uh, letting me know that nothing will harm me. They could take anything out. I've also seen angels parked outside of my home in futuristic-looking missiles that God had put to protect me from the evil one as I protect myself by staying in the Word and rejecting sin and, and embracing righteousness in Christ. Um, so, And I also one night uh, saw an angel when the Lord appeared one evening. He said to me, he said, this is your angel. And he turned around and said hello, and he was very interesting as well. So, so these creatures 
are magnificent. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that they are our fellow servants. You know, people that serve God, they, they, they worship God, they sit under God, they obey God, and they work at His direction. And so the angels, they, they always tell humans when humans have seen them, many of them have bowed down to them. They say, Oh no, don't do that. Uh, we are here to serve and you are our fellow servants. And so they're very, they're very special. You know, they made their choice for God and Lucifer made his choice against God. And that is an eternal separation that, that can never be reconciled. So let's check this out. What is an angel? In the Hebrew, the word is malak. And it, the definition is messenger and representative, meaning God created beings and called them angels. They are special messengers and representatives of God. It's very interesting when the first two showed up, they announced they were a messenger and a representative of God. They came before he did to announce his plan for me to see if I wanted to be healed. And it's interesting that part of my healing was deliverance from my own sin. Okay. We cannot be healed if we're not going to be delivered from the evil kingdom. Many people want to be healed, but they want to continue in sin. And, and it just won't work because healing is deliverance. And then God makes that wounded area whole. And then you continue in wholeness and freedom from the demonic kingdom. We know the origin of angels. Uh, God created all, including the angels. His host is found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. <clears throat> Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. So God brought forth and created himself. All of these different angels I saw. And they, are, they, are, they all look different. They have different functions. They have different personalities. Uh, the, they, they're very full of joy and they honor us and they, they care about us. I could see their concern for me and their love for me and their joy that my day of freedom and exit from the demonic kingdom was at hand as they stood before, for me and asked, can we heal you? You know, and I was very touched by their love for me. Uh, we know that host, the Hebrew word for host is to spa. And the definition is army, meaning God's special army. Angels are the ones who chose obedience and allegiance to God. And they stand around God to serve God, to wait on God. They are his host, his heavenly host. You know, I think of the military and, and how fine our military here is in the United States and different nations they all have their military that God has created the military. God has created the government and the way the military forces are also polished and you've all been uh, refined and made into an excellent um, entity, an excellent group to protect your country physically, to protect the borders of your country, to protect the people of your country. It's amazing. Well, these angels are his host, his army that he's created 
for the invisible realm to protect mankind, to protect the souls of mankind. And even the people that reject Christ, God is still protecting you in hopes of your acceptance of him and that you will come into his family. You know, it's amazing the years that I didn't live right in all of the accidents I was in that I should have been killed. And if I would have died in those different times, I would have went straight into outer darkness, into the depths of hell. And I would have sat there in torment and waited for the lake of fire. God doesn't want anybody in these regions. He wants everybody to come to him and to be his through Jesus. And we can see the different locations for these angels. Um, the first place is heaven. And we can see that uh, in Isaiah chapter 6, 1 through 4, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. Just picture this. Seraphims are a specific type of angel. They each had six wings. With twain, he covered his face, and with twain, he covered his feet, and with twain, he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, 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 or pure, pure, pure is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Isn't that amazing that heaven is a beautiful place? I went there. I got to see different parts of heaven, and I'm so excited about the place that we as Christians that honor God and, and fear God and obey God and ask God to forgive us along this path as he grows us from child to young man to father, as we enter into heaven one day, you're going to love heaven. Heaven is astounding. It's magnificent. It's beautiful. It's delightful. It's, it's altogether awesome. You just don't want to miss heaven. And then we have the angels that, uh, that, that uh, go around the earth inside of the invisible realm that Christ made. Christ made the visible realm, and he made the invisible realm as found in Colossians chapter 1. And he made all things for himself. Uh, Psalm 91, uh, beginning in verse 9. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. God is very loving and caring over his creation. He didn't leave us on the earth uh, inside of this uh, invisible realm, invisible realm with no hope, no help. We have unseen helpers called angels that are surrounding us all the time. Let's look at the purpose of the angel the first purpose of the angel is to attend to God. They look to God to attend to him, to serve him. You know, if you went into a fine uh, fine restaurant, 
you would sit down and the waiter would pull out your chair and they would say, hello, how are you? So good that you've joined us this evening. How may I serve you? You know, this is how the angels look to God. Their faces are to God to serve him. You know, they love God. They, they adore God. They chose God, just like you and I. If you're a Christian and you said, Jesus, I want to be yours. You know, I want to be in the family of God. You have chosen God and you have chosen wisely. If you haven't made that choice, God is waiting. Anytime you say, yes, Lord, I'm ready. He's, he'll take you right there. But they attend to God as Psalm 99 verse 1 declares. It says, the Lord reigns. Let the people tremble. He sits between the cherubims. Let the earth be moved. He sits between the angels around his throne. And the seraphims are, are flying through the air. Holy, holy, holy. Pure, pure, pure. Sinless, sinless, sinless is the Lord God of hosts, the Lord God Almighty. It's beautiful. You know, um, very many places, Ezekiel 1, 1 through 28 speaks about that as well. We also uh, know that the angels are given to guard the way to the tree of life. After Adam and Eve's removal from the Garden of Eden, we know that God made Adam and Eve, and he gave them laws and boundaries. He gave them everything. There was just one thing he said, do not do, because if you do, you will die. Separation from God. Okay, sin separates people from God. That's why we need the blood of Jesus and say, Jesus, wash me in my sins. Keep me clean, uh, you know, to him who is able to present me to God blameless and faultless. Amen. That's why we throw our crowns at his feet, because he was the one that uh, was with us all the way home. But they guard the tree, the way to the tree of life. Genesis chapter 3, 23 and 24. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden. How sad that Adam and Eve were separated from God for their sin. But... Uh, you know, we don't have to be separated from God. But they, they here they went to till the ground from whence he was taken. Because Adam was made, God picked up dust, dirt, and he formed man. He breathed life into him. And then later on, you know, he gave Adam his assignment. And, and Adam ran around paradise with all the animals. And God said, you know, I'm going to make him a helpmate. Uh, because it's not good for the man to be alone. So he put Adam to sleep, and he opened up the side, his side, and took a rib out, and he made a woman and uh, put them two together. And we know that Eve was the first in line to sin against God, and that she handed the sin to her husband, Adam, and they both sinned against God and were removed from the garden. So he drove out the man in the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. So we know that there's angels there that guard the way to the tree of life. We also know that angels have been given to minister to serve uh, the saints. A saint is, in, in the Greek, is the word hagios. It means holy, pure, sinless. Uh, God wants us to be in his image. 
you know, if you've ever wondered, I wonder what I should be when I grow up, or I wonder why I'm here, or, you know, you're trying to find yourself, so to speak. You'll never find yourself until you find the one who made you, and his name is God. He's holy, he's pure, he's excellent, he's incredibly intelligent, he's made everything that there is except sin. And um, he wants you to be like him. He wants you to be pure and excellent. He wants you to find him so he can download into you who he is and who he made you to be. And with him, you will do life and you will walk through life and establish good for humanity with him. And one day he will take you into glory where you will live uh, in, in your beautiful inheritance and be a co-heir with Christ, all this good stuff awaiting for us on the other side of earth. Don't forfeit your eternity. But uh, they minister to the saints as Hebrews chapter 1, 13 through 14 tells us, but to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make the thy enemies thy footstool for them who shall be heirs of salvation. So, we know that uh, it says, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? As Christ is sitting in heaven and the earth is his footstool. And his father, God, looked at him and he says, I will make all your enemies to be underneath your feet. You know, God is, God is magnificent and he's in charge of life as we know it. And the angels will look to him and his people look to him and you can too. You don't have to run around confused and, and uh, tormented by the demons that you've allowed in your life. You know, I see people that live in blatant uh, disregard for God. They live in homosexuality. I'm thinking of one gentleman. He's a very talented musician. And I noticed the other day he had a cross as I was going through the news. I saw a picture of him, you know, and every time I do, I pray for him to come clean before God and to do things God's way so he can enter into glory and instead of eternal fire. But he has a cross he wears on his ear. But I thought, you don't know the Christ. Because if you knew the Christ, you would know how much he loves you and how normal he made you to live and he wanted to give you a good life, and he wants to wash all your sins away and to give you an inheritance with him. And I would say, while you still are on the earth, make that great exchange, because he's waiting for you. He, he's definitely waiting for you. We also see that angels execute judgment unto the wicked. Uh, Acts 12, 21 through 23. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, he was a king, a wicked king, and he was sitting on his throne in his, in his fine clothing. And the thing about uh, position and wealth can really blind a person from eternity because you could take three steps from your throne and end up in eternity in the wrong place. So you don't want your position or your your power and, and all, you've got all your servants around you at your bidding and you think that you're exempt from the grave. You think you'll never, your life will continue here forever. No one's life, no one's life continues on earth forever. As Apostle Paul states, we, earth is no continuing city. 
We all are born and we all check out. We just don't know the date we check out. And so Herod was sitting up in his uh, pride, in his royal apparel, as he sat upon his throne, and he made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a god and not of a man. They were all worshiping him. Herod is a god. You are a god. You are not a man. And he was believing it, and he was feeling that for probably years. And let's see what happened in verse 23. And immediately, immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Well, he entered into hell. You know, so many times Jesus tells us to fear God. Jesus tells us creation. Fear God. For after he has killed the body, he has power to throw your whole body and soul into hell. Fear God. There are different types of angels. Uh, Number one, we've talked about, but we'll go through this again, is a seraphim. The Hebrew word for seraphim is seraph. The definition is a majestic being with six full wings. Just picture this majestic being as seraphim, and he has six wings. You know, when we see an eagle, we see two, don't we? And he's flying majestically. You know, God has stated that the eagle is on top of the rest. Eagles see things from God's perspective. Eagles fly above the the complaining Uh, mundane birds that don't have the eyes of faith. Be an eagle. But can you imagine an angel, seeing an angel with six wings? Uh, I believe the the little one that I saw, the little angel had wings, and she was so precious in her nice pretty pink dress, uh, flying around me as the two angels were operating on me, cutting off these big black bands and setting me free from Lucifer's kingdom. That was the first part of my healing. Isaiah chapter 6, beginning in verse 1 uh, through 7, speaks about the seraphims that, uh, that are around the Lord. Uh, they're very majestic. Verse 6 says, Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, the majestic being with six full wings. He had a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin Purged. It's amazing, these, these beings, these creatures. We have the next angel called a cherubim, and the Hebrew word is kerub, and the definition is a being of a celestial nature. You know, they're not flesh and blood like us. They're made, they're, they're, uh, when I saw these angels, oh, I saw another set of angels when the Lord appeared one night in my driveway. He was standing there in the Father, and they had these angels dancing around them. <laughs> they looked like ballerinas, and they were blue, shiny. And I thought, these are the most beautiful creatures, and how they danced, and they were so modest and excellent. 
And, you know, the Bible says that when we uh, exit the earth and go up, we're going to be like the angels. And I was pretty amazed at that, you know. Because when you look at our skin, you know, we see the different colors of skin. We have really cold black skin, which I think is beautiful. And we have brown skin, and we have white, white skin, you know, and my skin. And the thing about our skin is it you can see where dirt was taken, and we were made out of dirt, you know. Because if you look at dirt, and you look at your hand. And when you look at these creatures, you know, they're, they're clear and they're light, uh, just beautiful. They're stunning. They're absolutely stunning. The function of the cherubim, cherubims are known for their power and beauty. See? So there we are. They, they're very powerful and they're very beautiful. The two that arrived to ask me, the Lord God has sent us to heal you if you'll let him. They were very joyful and they were laughing, you know, and I was noticing their personality when I looked at them and then one was talking, the other was listening, you know, and then I looked at the other one and he looked at the other angel and they started laughing. They were so happy. They were so happy that the day came to break my tormented life in half and set me free from the darkness. Realeron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Realeron today at www.realeron.org.